Hey, it's Vincent, and welcome to episode 18 of Abstract Development. Uh, it's been a few weeks since I recorded. Uh, lots has happened since. Uh, we had the Apple Developer Conference um, in late June, um, which was actually really fantastic to watch. Um, I really liked the format this year. Um, it felt more inclusive um, compared to the last few years. Um, I used to... Uh, just watch them on the couch. They have the you know, they have the big conference in the uh, Steve Jobs Theater, and um, yeah, just this year felt different. Um, I mean, it's been different this year because of you know what. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see them adapt to that. I was very skeptical at first. I thought they couldn't pull it off, but they really did a fantastic job. Um, I particularly liked the um, the sessions. Um, that they did and released um, every day uh, for the week. Uh, it was really cool. Um, I actually had the developer app uh, on my phone uh, installed and it sent me push notifications, you know, just giving me updates on when new content is available and showing highlights of the last few days. And that was actually really great. Um, I bookmarked a few and to be honest, I kind of learned a bit more than... The, the last few years um, when I went through them and I watched more sessions actually so it was kind of cool um, it was a nice setting um, I know it must be weird for for Apple themselves um, but yeah really uh, a job well done um, so that kind of led me to rethink on how I work with uh, how I'm going to approach Gluon uh, for micro.blog I was very impressed with the way Swift UI has evolved since last year. I mean, last year they just announced Swift UI, and for me, it's more kind of um, declarative coding. You know, it's like you kind of spell out what you want to show on the page, um, and it's very visual, and it's also reactive. So it's you know state management and everything. So, for example, if I change the theme color or accent color, you know, uh, all the views without much hassle update uh, everywhere. So that's kind of really cool. And it's what I'm used to uh, with coding and uh, with React Native. Um, yeah, so that's that was really cool. Um, I enjoy that tremendously. Um, so I decided that I'm going to convert Gluon from React Native to SwiftUI fully for all the Apple platforms um, because now I can easily... Um, I mean, there's still lots of things to learn, but I can easily um, target all the platforms. So I always wanted to have a watch app for Gluon. Uh, so that's going to be relatively easy. Um, I just need to learn SwiftUI, really. Um, and yeah, just make that talk to the main app and work from that. I mean, as I said, lots to learn, but I'm really excited about it. Um, and then there's also going to be the Mac uh, that I can target. And also I'm going to be able to make a nice iPad app, So, which is kind of important for me because lots of people write uh, blog posts uh, on micro.blog. I mean, that's kind of the purpose of it, so... Um, it's about micro-blogging and blogging in general. So I kind of want to step up my game here. Um, and 
also on the iPad you have the support for you know writing with your pen uh, with your Apple Pencil so yeah that kind of yeah makes me excited um, I know Apple are very slow in bringing new tech uh, to people um, if you are in a web development world you know it moves very quickly so I can see why people get frustrated by Apple being very slow about things um, to be honest I was the same but at the end of the day they do everything in measured ways um, they all have a you know end goal which just takes time and they evolve through that and they do listen to feedback you know so yeah I'm really excited where SwiftUI is going and I really see it as the future for developing apps um, which brings me to my next thing um, I did start with the gluon conversion already I'm, I'm t I was just playing around with SwiftUI really to see what I can do and not and yeah I'm impressed I mean there's lots for me to learn but it's starting to feel quite natural and I'm enjoying it um, I managed to do some simple things um, and it's quick you know it's obviously much quicker than React Native um, so yeah that's quite cool um, obviously for Android I'm gonna continue with React Native for now um, just because I don't know because I don't know the ideal way of handling the native language for Android I think they use Kotlin um, I'm definitely not going to j uh, learn Java no, no thanks um, I'd rather learn Swift <laughs> which I already know since Swift 1, 2 and 3 um, but obviously we had version 5 now so it's, it's changed a bit So, um, but it's still kind of the same and yeah Anyway, um, I did the initial update for React Native uh, for Android um, just to improve the speed of something, uh, of, of a few things in the app uh, because it's been a bit sluggish at times. And yeah, it's working much better now. Thanks to that. Um, I took out most of the uh, iOS-specific code um, because I can do more on iOS than I can do on Android with React Native. So yeah. It's uh, nice just to be able to focus on one platform as such. Um, yeah, so each platform really gets the love and attention that it needs. And I think that's the right approach. Um, and then long term with React Native, I can also look at uh, doing a Windows application for Gluon. So once my big conversion to the Apple <laughs> universe uh is completed and the Android version is up to speed, I can look at uh, React Native development for Windows. Um, Microsoft actually uh, contribute quite a lot to React Native for their own platform, so it'd be, uh, yeah, it just seems a natural fit. So, yeah, quite excited about that. Um, for me, it's just, you know, for learning purpose. And if I can do it, I might as well, you know, the, the more accessible micro.blog is to people, the, the better. Uh, I mean, yes, there's still the website, so you can use that, of course, um, on any platform. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not forgetting about Linux, uh, but I don't know. I'm not going to commit to that because I never run it, and I don't know what to uh, how to handle that. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, so last week, um, I was thinking about one of my other projects, Picard.sh. 
um, which was supposed to be a server management and deployment service uh, for yeah servers, websites, and all that lot. Um, I'm still kind of unsure what I want to do with it. Um, not that I lost uh, the will to do it. It's just for me, I can see lots of services cropping up um, that do a really good job with server management. And for me, going down that route right now, which is, you know, internally uh, destroy me um, because, you know, server stuff can be quite daunting and lots of people have different requirements. So I'm still kind of thinking, should I pursue it or should I do something else with picard.sh? Um, one idea I actually had is just a website monitoring service. Um, there's lots out there, um, but most of them are quite expensive. Uh, but it would be kind of fun to um, do something there. Um, just something fun. Because, um, you know, all the monitoring services are very serious and not very fun to look at so but if i can do this you know a star trek style theme or something uh, and bring that across that'll be kind of cool um you know just inject a bit of life into web pages <laughs> i think they're all very blank lately so adding a bit of uh, character to them yeah it would be nice but let's see i don't know yet um first thing first i want to obviously concentrate and glue on um, I've got my client project as well, so that's going to take me a while. And I've also got Sublime Ads um, to get ready to launch for public around um, August, I hope, uh, which is just under a month away. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to rush it. Um, there's a few people testing it. A few people have already uh, emailed, you know, suggestions and eager to help. So that's kind of cool. So I really appreciate that. And, yeah, for Sublime Ads, I actually need to... The main issue is the embedding into web pages. Um, I've been mulling over it in my head, uh, how to do it. And I think I've got a solution. Um, I don't want to, you know, style it as such. Um, I just want to be able for someone to take an embed code, put it onto the web page, and that be it. Um, and they can style it to their own needs. I think that would be best um, because I don't want to mess up with people's styling. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to put in like, oh, powered by Sublime Ads or something stupid like this. No, that's, that's not a high roll. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, yeah, so um, a few weeks ago, I started a buy me a coffee page. Um, so people can buy me a virtual coffee. Um, one coffee is five dollars, um, which comes straight to me and supports me uh, for my projects. Um, lots of people that are using Gluon have um, already donated, uh, which I really appreciate. Um, it's really nice to see the support from from the community there. Uh, makes me happy, and you know, makes me committed to Gluon and all my other stuff as well. I pledge that anyone that does uh, donate and support me uh, for Gluon, I'll make sure that any features in the new version of Gluon uh, will be unlocked for them. So, uh, yeah, you don't have to pay twice as such. I am planning some paid features for Gluon. Um, so, yeah, 
um, if you do donate and later on you don't want to, you know, splash in with an in-app purchase, I've got you covered there. Um, but yeah, uh, just thank you um, already. There's 14 supporters in total uh, as of this recording. So thank you very much. Um, I'll put a sh- link in the show notes um, so you can perhaps do the same. Have a look uh, if you like my work, if you like this podcast. Um, I know it's a bit off topic sometimes, but I'm still trying to find my my way with it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, thanks for listening and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.